Welcome to episode 65, possibly the last. Um, I've got some questions. They should be quite quick. From Matt, listen to your music episodes with Tom. He sure knows his stuff. All right, thanks very much. Um, any good new music recommendations? I've got Rag and Bone Man album and the St. Vincent album. You've got an issue with her, haven't you? Not an issue with her. I can appreciate that she's, she's a very, genius. She's a, yeah, she's a genius and she's very talented. And but her music grates on me, and I don't know why, and I can't, I can't explain why. But I just can't listen to it. There's nothing against her and her talent. I personally just can't listen to St. Vincent. Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, music is, is opinion mm. and there's no right or wrong. Exactly. But you're wrong. <laughs> uh, do, do you have any uh, good new music to recommend besides Bon Jovi? Oh, funny. <laughs> no, no, I just like all the, like, you know, normal stuff. Or <laughs> <laughs> the middle of the road stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Nothing exciting. No. Um, Next question was from Marie. Why have you never done YouTube? Well, I did years ago, but it's probably because I've got a face for radio. Um, (laughs) uh, Thanks for disagreeing with that. Um, It's just not. It's too much effort, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think it's us. No. And I can't imagine starting every video with like, hey, guys. Hit the yeah. subscribe button and oh god, it's it's, it's just it, not us. A bit too old, aren't we? I think we're a bit old for that. Yeah, that that was quite an easy one. Um, what app can you not live without? First and third party. That's from someone called Time. It's quite a spicy question. That. Um, is it a spice? Time. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it's a herb, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, Time. Um, <laughs> What app can you not live without? That's a good... Ooh, uh, for me, I'd probably say day-to-day Apple Music because I listen to it a lot. Mm. Um, third party, as I look at... Do you know, it's probably be very banal. I'd probably say YouTube, actually. Yeah, I would say the news app. Oh yeah, like you're, you're to, always on that. I like to keep up with everything and um, probably Kindle. Yeah, good point. Although you, like me, now use a Kindle. Yes. So. So then, probably YouTube again. Yeah, yeah, because we're it's sort of age-related Kindle use, isn't it? Really, mm. and and I still find at night I can't. Reading on a Kindle just makes all the sense in the world. Actually, I find it all the time. It makes all the sense in the world. Um, back to our favourite topic. is uh, No government has succeeded with COVID. We need to accept it is here for years. Exclamation mark. Get over it. Exclamation mark. Stan. Okay. Get over what? I know. And I, I think it's a statement, but, but I think he has a point. I think we have reached a point now where maybe we... 
I think we all accept that it's going to be here for years. Mm. Me and you go through this continual hamster on a wheel of, uh, let's just give it a few more weeks <laughs> to no, make I sure. Do, I do and I think agree, we do maybe have to open up. You know, it is going to be... It is going to be here, but the whole point of this pandemic, and I think everyone is completely over it now, the whole point of this pandemic is to not to overwhelm the NHS. And, for this and country, yeah. For this country, exactly. And that's what we've got to continue to ensure, whether it's a flu pandemic, whether it's COVID pandemic, you know, We've got a whole backlog of people now that that need operations and treatments, and that they've they've got to try and try and fit in. So it's a matter of not overwhelming. But the I NHS. think that's an impossible task because the NHS is struggling now. It is, as I suspect, the health services of many countries are uh, because of backlogs from the pandemic. It's almost an impossible task because if it's already struggling and you take that view of we can never overwhelm the NHS or any health service, you we potentially are under forms of restrictions for a long, long time to come. Now, in the UK especially, at the end of 2019, the NHS was buckling just under flu. Yeah, so, it doesn't. It has the winter pressures, and then it can catch up after the flu. That we always, you know, they always have winter pressures, and they're they're always struggling over winter. But if you're struggling over winter, spring, summer, autumn, yeah, then then you're in real trouble. And at the moment, the cases are going up exponentially, and the hospital admissions are going up 150 in a week. So at some point, already some hospitals have have said that they're overwhelmed so so where where do you join the line you know where do you draw the line there well and, and and that's the question and and that strikes me as i wonder i mean i wrote that article today called here come the crazies about uh your new ultimate boss as it happens so i'm not can't expect you to say anything about the political bit but the his attitude has been quite anti-lockdown all the way through. He's an ex-banker. He's very much, you know, I mean, I don't know where, where that CV works to be head of the NHS. But the fact of the matter is his view is similar to a lot of people. And that it's, we just have to move on now. I agree with you totally. And I, it's that cliche, but it sums it all up. No health, no wealth. If you haven't got health in the country, you're not going to, do anything with the economy so you've got this strange situation where i can see it now i can actually see it happening that we are going to bust the nhs they're talking about a big flu pandemic this mm. year because flu was effectively killed off last winter people haven't got immunity so you're going to have a flu pandemic anyway potentially uh, and you're, you've still got COVID on top of it, even with vaccinations. I think they're going to have to have masks, and I think they're going to have to have some form of restrictions in the winter just to stop flu. 
and that's the strange that's what's going to be strange here and that's what people will not accept that oh well now we're having restrictions for another disease that's how they'll see it the blinkered look at it will be well we've never had these for flu before you're not asking them to give up a, a, a kidney you're not asking them to go and fight on the front line you're asking them to wear a paper mask I, okay but i totally agree with you but that reasoning you know is not going to work no, no, but that I don't, I don't understand why if we can, if we can open up more and get the economy going, that all it takes is for people just to be a little bit more careful and wear a mask and keep up with their hand washing and maintain a certain level of social distancing. Why is that so difficult? But again, are we coming from a, a position where we're relatively okay? Um, that's that. And but you're opening up the economy. That, yes, you know, well, you're not opening it up to the point that people will need. Uh, we got interrupted there by our dog, so you might hear some funny noises now. Um, but people, the, the people I speak to, uh, including our son, just want things moving now, no matter what. Mm. They they literally are desperate to move on. I think it's going to be very interesting in the UK. If the numbers start to go up and the NHS starts to buckle, I still think you have that fail-safe there, an awful fail-safe that it is, that when it buckles, politically, no one will accept it. The government knows if they allow the NHS to fail, they fall. So the NHS is actually the biggest weapon against the government we have at the moment. And maybe there's an argument to say, let's just give it a go and see... You know, see how things. I think there is how I, things work out, but I, I do think there is because if you can't do it now, I suppose you risk having another lockdown. That's the problem. If it if it goes out of control, they're talking about not giving a booster jab. But how it is now feels incredibly restrictive to a lot of people. Um, someone Tom's age, he's twenty one. To him, he feels horribly restricted because he can't go to nightclubs and do what a 21-year-old would want to do. And there's other people who can't work because their jobs do require a full lifting of restrictions. So to a lot of people, this these restrictions we have now are horribly... They're just awful for them. For me and you, we're 50... We're boring. We, but, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> but though? it's still not going to get back to even if you completely open up. It's not going to to be back to how we knew it before. No, because of the travel industry, you won't be able to go um, flying to all these different countries. Because although they'll be put on the green list, a lot of the countries have have put us on an amber or red list because our cases are going up exponentially. So if that continues to happen then we're still not going to be able to get our lives back to normal as such. No, no, we're not. And I think that's that's why I'm saying it's really difficult to know what follows. Because on the one hand, at some point, you do have to try opening up. But on the other hand, you almost in the back of your head know it will cause another lockdown. Hmm. But or maybe some miracle will happen and it will fritter away a little bit. Maybe so. it... The good thing is the numbers are very high in terms of people catching it, but currently they're still very low in people being hospitalised. And crucially, 
They said the people are staying in hospital for a quarter of the time they used to because they're younger. And they the know ones how getting to it. treat it. They know the effect of treatments. Yeah, so I'm hoping... I, I don't know, but to say accept it will be here for years and get over it, as Stan said in his statement, again, these things are very easy to say, mm. but there's always a lot more to it. And the amount of people I've heard who question lockdown and who really, really push to just end all restrictions, they haven't actually got an answer for the fact that if you had no health service left, that the whole economy would fall apart, the whole country would fall apart, the world would fall apart. But that doesn't matter. So that's where it's impossible. I think it's just a matter of of opening up and seeing how we go. I agree. And uh, we'll know One in a couple of other. months. Yeah, yeah. It's weird to me as well, the final thing is, how we have come so far we're so far out of it we've been vaccinated but i still feel it's kind of still stuck in the middle of the pandemic because i think a lot of people do mentally mm. i think it's going to take us a long time to move on mentally and i still think a lot of people this just opening up and seeing how we go yes i agree i reckon a big percentage of people possibly 30 40 percent will be too scared to go out because they won't that they're just too scared of the whole thing and they don't want to catch it exactly that's the other danger is that you end up pushing the people who aren't complaining to the people who are just quietly sat at home trying to do the right thing you push them further in but i don't think um the people that want to open up fully would would be happy or happier because you can't travel, you can't go to different countries, people can't still see their family abroad. No, there's no... So it, it still creates that, that barrier. But we have no control over what other countries do and we are still in the middle of a pandemic because other countries are still very much struggling. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree with you, actually. I think maybe unless people got everything they wanted, they still would never be happy. And Boris, I believe, is a people pleaser and he just tries to please mm. the people who shout the loudest and he ignores everything else, everyone else. OK, final question uh, was from Robson, just said, why end the site? Well, I covered that on the site. It's it's just one of those things, really. I feel it's come to a natural conclusion. Sometimes I like writing stuff and putting it online but um if i'm honest it's it costs a bit to host and it's like any business if you had to pay out money to do something and money wasn't coming back in you you wouldn't continue it no it's bad business isn't it it is and I, i i don't believe anyone should have to donate or do anything just as i don't think i've donated to a very few sites and apps a couple i have but as a general rule i've always felt if people create a website build an app do whatever they do as a business it's up to them to make money on it Mm. and although it's made money for me with the freelance work which has come from the site uh ultimately it's just not i don't know it's a weird thing i kind of enjoy doing it but i don't feel there's readership there anymore I don't feel there's really much interaction. Mm. And look at today. I wrote that article today and okay, it was quite hard hitting. 
the first guy, first email I got was called me a lefty. I can't remember what he called me. A lefty something something. And the next guy just called me the C word. So that's the kind of feedback I get. The majority of the feedback is negative because I have quite strong opinions. And yes, you're always going to get that. But the majority of the feedback is just negative. And I think, why do I want to deal with that? Yeah, it's just a structured argument is what somebody can put online. But yeah, just well, calling well, they names do that. They could put ridiculous. that in the comments on the site, but they yeah. don't. They email privately. And after a while, you don't get offended or anything you, you, because you, but, but you just think, I don't want to even have to read that. Yeah. And if you don't really, I don't know. I'm just not enjoying it, to be honest. And I'd rather concentrate on other things like mm. us. Mm. I thought of a question. Um, I thought of it yesterday, and it sort of comes like, say, Garmin or Apple, Joanne? You're struggling, mm. aren't you? Because I you've am. got an Apple Watch Series 6. You bought the Garmin 4Runner 55. Yeah. Which really opened your eyes. Because... The Apple Watch is very good for tracking everything you do, but it doesn't necessarily help you run more. Whereas the Garmin's got a trainer on it, hasn't it? The Garmin just seems to be geared up more for fitness. Um, and, you know, running is really important to me. And I just think, I just feel the Garmin suits me better than the than the Apple Watch but there's certain things I I would really miss about the Apple Watch and the fact it's so seamless with the iPhone but it's mainly that issue of um what I notice with it is it tells you what to do each day so it, yeah. it says you need to do a 5k today you might need to do a, t- a rest day tank and it actually improves your running and you've already noticed an improvement haven't you by running yes. less Yes, by running by running less, it gives you um, certain ways of running. A, a lot of them, I I have to look up because I don't I don't really know what they are. Things like cadence drills and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I didn't know until I I looked them up. But they've really they've really helped with my running. And I'm, although I'm running less, um, it's helped improve my um, overall running when I'm running long distances. Yeah. So you've got this tool that mm. you wear when you're running and it does but your Apple Watch you were only using that for exercise. Yeah. You've got a few vintage watches. You weren't using it but strangely you don't want to let it go. You've got an emotional attachment to it. Now I find that strange and I'm similar with the Apple Watch as much as I love real watches to coin a phrase. I'm similar for me, like in the morning before work, I get up, I go for a walk, start the podcast on the Apple Watch, stick my AirPods in, no iPhone, off I go. Mm. Tracks everything. And it's hard to give that up. I think possibly because the Apple Watch has been in our lives for so long, it doesn't matter whether it's a first generation or second generation. Yeah. You know, now on the on the Apple Watch 6... It's been in our lives for a long time, so we've always had a kind of Apple Watch. So it's it's hard then to go in something else because also we we've, we've always had Apple products, and it just seamlessly integrates 
with all the other Apple products that we have. So it makes it very easy. So when you are when you do come in contact with a, a different product, an Android product, uh, you know something like a Garmin, when I look at it, it suits me much better. It does, and I'm leaning towards the Garmin, especially the venue because you've it's now got, got the venue too, yeah, which I didn't it's mention. It's more smart watches. It's, it's more of a smaller step down from the Apple Watch. It's like in between the two because you can't have 4G on it. No. You can have Amazon Music, which is good. But also, we, we said that thing as well, the tracking is useful if the Find My... But you could you take your iPhone with you when you run now anyway. Yes. So in yes. a way, that's not an issue. And you, you can follow my run, so it's... Oh, yes, it's, yes, because every time you run, I get three emails from Garmin saying, would you like to watch Joanne's live activity now? You I know, know but you then you know where I am. So yeah, even if I didn't exactly. take my phone, you'd know where I was. That's true. But I thought it was interesting as well, though, as you say, with you look at the Garmin, it's like, oh, it's not an Apple product. Look at the Fire TV stick. That's another thing I put on the site was a review of that. But at £27, how much better and easier to use is it than an Apple TV? And if I bought a new Apple TV, it'd be £159. There are certain differences. I've seen a couple of comparisons of picture quality of films and how the Apple TV can render them. It's quite amazing. But it opened my eyes quite a lot that... That Kindle TV, sorry, that Fire TV stick with the Alexa remote and everything, huge value for money. Yeah, there is, there is a world. And I would have that over an Apple TV every single day mm. because of its flexibility, because of all the other stuff you can put on it. You can add so many different apps. You can have developer modes and sideload all sorts of things onto it. And it did make me wonder. Yeah. Are, are we too stuck in the... I think we are too stuck in the Apple ecosystem. And I think we are maybe paying too much. It's even made me reconsider Apple One. Because we never use Fitness Plus. News Plus we never use. Apple Arcade we never really use. So it, it starts to make you... So then you think, okay, well, Apple Music is normally 15 quid. Or seven ninety nine because we've already got Prime for Amazon mm. Music, which would work on your Garmin and other devices. So your problem is you've got two Garmins and an Apple Watch now and a load of vintage watches. So you're kind of, you're almost worse than me when it comes well, to like, risk. Work. I mean, the, the vintage watches, they're, they're different from of course. A, a fitness um, a device. I like the fact that I can put you know, I, I can put this device somewhere different and wear a, a watch if I wanted to. Yeah. So, I, I like the Garm, I like the Venue too, because it offers a touch screen, which I, which I struggled at because I've been so used to having an Apple Watch. But it offers me a lot more, um, it, I, I just feel it's more geared towards what I need from a watch, rather than the Apple Watch seems all bells and whistles. And it's, but the fitness side isn't there. But the fitness side isn't isn't quite there. It feels like that's more for your beginner walkers. And I and I was never I was never obsessed with closing rings or anything like that. You know, if I if I closed them, I closed them. If I didn't, I didn't. But with the 
with the Garmin, it it concentrates more my on my fitness and. Isn't the crucial bit though the fact that it will actually improve your running? Yes. It will improve your fitness, and for all that the Apple Watch does, it's practically useless at doing that. Yes, you can get some apps, but it's very much. I liken it to someone who. Uh, goes to the gym to take their Instagram photo in full makeup Mm. but doesn't actually do any exercise they're not you know you've run a marathon you've run half marathons it's more Garmin is more designed for an athlete and I like the idea of the Garmin Phoenix I do but I think I'd struggle a bit to lose all the features of the Apple Watch I don't like carrying my iPhone with me when I exercise I'd rather have everything on there and having 4G is massive you can't get that on any Garmin device. But no. I think it'll be interesting to see if you can let the Apple Watch go. It's a tricky mm. thing. I think I can. I'm leaning towards keeping the Garmin venue. I like it. So you'd keep the venue and then have your watches when you don't want to wear the venue. Because mm. you're not hitting rings. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. I Even I'm leaning towards Garmin, but my level of exercise is not really at the level where the word athlete would would come into the conversation you know i think that's it i did have another question but it will go on too long um so we'll leave that one that 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 was basically just called life after kids when they both leave we talked about that the other day didn't we yeah that's hard and it's a really odd thing to think ahead empty nest syndrome yeah i think it's difficult isn't it but i still think if your kids are happy you kind of um if your kids are happy then you're happy yeah so you get over it if that makes sense yeah because that's all you ever want isn't it you want to bring them up because i'm used to tom not being here now mainly because he's such a slot but when he is here no i really miss him i miss him well he's back home soon so don't worry about it Okay, uh, very last thing then, as this is the last one. You would have never thought of doing a podcast, would you, or speaking? You're just not that kind of person. No. But you're quite good at it. Most people seem to like you more than me. Everyone likes likes everyone more than (laughs) me, but... do Do you find it quite natural to do, or do you still feel odd talking? Because you do seem to just speak quite naturally and it, it it does feel odd i try not to think about the microphone and try and just speak to you like yeah. we would be having one of our normal conversations so it's i would find it really difficult to just sit here on my own and talk into a microphone yeah i'm not a very kind of put myself out there person to be judged so you know I, i'm never going to be a reality Person. Well, you're not gonna be on Love Island, darling. <laughs> no, definitely not. Now, I, I quite like doing them on my own. Strangely, I don't know why. I quite, I find it easier to build a structure. It's almost like writing an article. Mm. I never plan it ahead. I like to sort of think as I go, and if you, you think of the next bit, and sometimes it all comes together at the end. But now it's it's been fun. I've quite enjoyed doing it, and I didn't think um, podcasting. Although I don't think we've ever really got the sound quality right. I didn't think it would be this easy 
to come up with subjects and just talk about them and sometimes for more than an hour but who knows it's just recording one of our conversations we have lots of conversations about things and yeah you're right i mean maybe someday in the future and another time and another site or format will come back but um i think 65 is a nice place to end it because i've got a real hang up about the number 66 i've always felt it's bad luck really yeah i don't know why i even have certain references at work that end in 66 and i have to put a bracket after them with a different number i don't know why so (laughs) so i think 65 is a good place to finish thank you for the chat and thank you for all the chats we've done thank you thanks for listening everyone and goodbye bye